Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all, to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Each Sunday, we are invited to place ourselves into the narrative scripture provides us. Regardless of the reading from Hebrew scripture, the Psalms, the epistle, or the gospel, the invitation is always there to bring our full selves into the narrative of God. So, are you a prophet, a Pharisee, a Roman, a Gentile, perhaps a judge or king? A disciple. And even more than that, the parables of Jesus give us an even wider door to enter through. Are you a lost sheep? Are you wheat or chaff? Are you a shepherd, lamb, goat, or wolf? Are you a lost coin? Or perhaps a prodigal child? Throughout our lives, we can likely find a resting place in many of these. The gift and beauty of our lectionary is that we hear these readings again and again and again over the course of our lives. And each time that I engage with scripture, that beautiful Holy Spirit opens them in ways that feel new and fresh. And so over time, while our place in the story may shift God's, God's place is solid. Who God is never changes. The passage from Luke this morning brings us to one of the most beautiful passages contained in his gospel. Do not be afraid, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. When you heard the gospel, did that stand out to you? Or was it the like, you know, get your life together stuff? I'd like for you to imagine yourself right now in that little flock. Settle in with those around you, fellow members of the flock, and try. Do not be afraid. So take a breath. Relax your shoulders. And take every worry, every fear, 
every distracting, anxious thought or reality, and for a moment, set them down. Do not be afraid. And imagine the good pleasure of your Father in heaven, the good pleasure of God. Ten verses earlier in the same chapter of Luke, we hear a little bit of what this good pleasure looks like. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? The Father's good pleasure, it extends even to the feeding of ravens and the growing of lilies. How much more, Jesus says, God's good pleasure will come to you. In the verses we hear read today, God's good pleasure is to even upend conventional societal norms to feed the slave, to serve those least likely to be served. In our reading from Genesis, we find Abram, not yet Abraham, filled, filled with anxiety and frustration over a yet-fulfilled promise of life and legacy. And we get this beautiful glimpse of God's good pleasure. God brought him outside and said, look toward the heaven. Count the stars if you are able to count them. So shall your descendants be. God could have simply said to Abram in his tent, your descendants are going to be a lot like don't worry about it, so relax. But he didn't. God instead pulled Abram into the dark night to stare at an inky sky. See those slashes of brightness? See the piercing light of the infinite night sky? So shall your descendants be. More vast than your eyes can behold and your brain can comprehend. The good pleasure of our God is the good pleasure of a dreamer, an artist, a storyteller. The good pleasure of our God is also faithful. Our God keeps promises. God promised to Abram a nation of faithful elect, and God delivered. In the first two verses of our psalm, we hear the extension of this promise. 
Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, happy the people he has chosen to be his own. The Lord looks down from heaven and beholds all the people in the world. In Genesis, the Father's good pleasure began as a promise to one and extended to a promise to a people. In verse 13 of our psalm, God is beholding all the people of the world. And now, now, a promise through a people has become a promise for all people. We too, beloveds, have this deeper understanding through the love and life of Christ that is the Father's good pleasure that it is interconnected and intertwined with all of God's creation. This good pleasure, it is not ours to give, but only to receive. It is not ours to store up for ourselves. Rather, it is ours to trust and behold and not begrudge of others. In the epistle to the Hebrews, we hear... Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, as Jesus, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. These three verses contain a beautiful description of what it is to live and trust the Father's good pleasure. Yes, ancestors received approval through faith. This epistle to the Hebrews is generally believed to be written to Jewish Christians in Jerusalem to encourage them to keep their faith in Christ and not to return to former ways. And it reminds them, don't just rest in the faith of their ancestors, but live. Live your own faith as well. The epistle in Hebrews says that the promise, the promise of God's good pleasure doesn't have to be seen or greeted from afar, but in Christ. The Father's good pleasure is here and now. Beloveds, what would future generations write of our faith? Will we have shown the fruit of the faith that is the Father's good pleasure? Never forget that in God's story, you are this little flock. You are the recipient of God's good pleasure. In the story of your life, trust in the faithfulness of God and set down the bread of anxiety and worry and fear. Consider the ravens and the lilies Consider the faith of your ancestors and know that when the Lord looks down from heaven, 
and beholds all the people of the world, God sees you. Amen.